Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Aaron Bowman here, and welcome to the Living in Connecticut podcast. Now, if you are new here, thanks for coming by and listening. Consider subscribing to this podcast. It really helps us out. Plus, it makes me feel good when I see people subscribing to the podcast. Now, today's is going to be a little bit different. Um, I did a video uh, Zoom call with uh, one of the lenders in the area that I work with a lot. His name is Jeff Chilson. All his information will be in the show notes, and we talk basically VA loans. Now, it's not that long of an interview because we were both home with kids yesterday. There was you know distance learning going on because of the snowstorm that hit here on the East Coast. So we tried to get right to the point, right into the meat and potatoes, the crust of the biscuit, the nuts and bolts of it, however you want to put it, and basically kind of go over some of the the ins and outs of VA loans. So if you're a veteran, if you qualify for a VA loan, we're going to go into how you can get a VA loan, uh, what steps need to be taken, where you can get your certificate of eligibility from, and things like that. So without any further ado, let's jump into that interview. All right. Hey, everyone. Aaron here. And on today's episode, we are talking with Jeff Chilson. He is a mortgage lender here in Connecticut. And we're going to go over some of the uh, do's and don'ts when it comes to VA loans and what's kind of going on in the mortgage industry. And I do have to apologize because I am home today recording this and the kids are doing distance learning. So if you hear any kids fighting in the background, that's probably one of many that I have here. So Jeff, if you would just kind of introduce yourself. Hey everybody, uh, my name is Jeff Chilson. I'm with Guaranteed Rate. Um, been a loan officer for almost eight years in the industry, and uh, it's obviously uh, an interesting time in the world with uh, the pandemic, coronavirus. Uh, it's affected the the markets, and it's affected the, obviously the housing market and interest rates, etc. Um, you know, and and obviously the market is booming for a little bit there, and. Inventory slowed down, but certainly a lot of people are still out there looking to buy new homes and you know refinance, get a lower rate, you know, save some money on their mortgage payment. Um, so, so yeah, it's good to be with you here today, Aaron. Yeah, thanks for coming by. You you mentioned inventory, and man, from a realtor's point of view, it is rough here in the state. I've got a good list of buyers. I think we're at two months of inventory. I haven't checked yet the stats from last month. I got to do a market report update for. Uh, this uh, podcast and our YouTube channel, but yeah, inventory, it is rough. It is, it's cutthroat out there. I mean, I know you guys definitely see that in the mortgage industry too. You're probably pumping out pre-approvals left and right, trying to, you know, help people get into places, but the inventory, I, I've never seen it this low. It's crazy. Hopefully things in April pick up a little bit and we start seeing some homes hit the market. Yeah. Usually the spring market things, you know, as you know, start to really pick up, but uh, home values are at, you know, highest we've seen in a very long time so it's definitely not a bad time to to list your home if you want to to sell your house um so hopefully you know a lot of people in in new england you know connecticut mass um you know start to you know see that and you know maybe maybe the spring market this year is going to be massive you know who knows what's right around the corner yeah yeah i'm i'm hoping that you know we have a few clients right now that are waiting to springtime and you know, of course, you're, you know, you're here in the state with me and we just got dumped with the Nor'easter. So, you know, we were both talking earlier before we started this that we were digging out. So that really keeps people from wanting to put their home on the market. They don't want people tramping through with snow and stuff like that. So absolutely. There's a lot of challenges right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not to mention the pandemic and everything else. But yeah, before the kids start getting too loud here, um, 
if you could, let's, I would really like to discuss, you know, VA loans, uh, as you know, myself and a couple of the team members on my real estate team are veterans. So I think there's a lot of misinformation out there and a lot of information that people don't know. So if maybe we could start with the basics. So let's, what's the basic requirements for somebody to be eligible for a VA loan? So in order to be eligible for a VA loan, you have to have, have served. There, there's different types of, of service, obviously, but um, you know, the main uh, way that we find out if you're eligible for a VA loan is that certificate of eligibility, um, which it's pretty easy. You can go onto the VA website and actually pull it yourself if you're, if you're somebody who's looking to buy a home. Um, but a lot of lenders like us, we do have a system where if you do complete a loan application uh, with us, the certificate of eligibility does automatically pull when it you know, confirms that you, know, you are uh, a veteran and looking to do a VA loan or somebody who's eligible for a VA loan. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I've actually pulled mine before and it's super easy. You just go to your VA site. You can log in. And for those that are listening to that are veterans, that's the same site you go in. If you need to put in a claim or anything like that, or check your insurance, it's not um, the, the VA link that you would go to get, you know, medicine or anything like that sent to your house or set up a, uh, an appointment with your doctor, but it's the main VA website where you can log in with your credentials. And then you can see your eligibility. If you're any type of disability, what your payments are, stuff like that. So it is pretty easy to pull that information. Now, with that being said, is there a certain, well, let's talk credit and, um, loan amount, cause I'm sure there's gotta be a cap on it. So what does the VA look at for credit score and, you know, what's the, the loan amount cap or what will they lend up to? So for credit scores, um, for a lot of different lenders have specifics on credit score requirements. Our lowest credit score requirement for a VA loan is 600. And that does, you know, have certain capabilities in terms of your debt to income ratio, which is an important thing in qualifying um, the, the minimum or the maximum is 45% for somebody who has like a 600 to a 620. So there's different requirements in different credit brackets, but if your credit is like above 660, let's say the, you know, debt to income ratios, you know, get a lot more flexible and certainly qualifying credit wise, there's a lot more flexibility there. Okay. All right. That's good to know. So if anybody's listening and they need some work on their credit, you know, definitely reach out. We can point you in the right direction, but that's good to know there is some flexibility with the debt to ratio, debt to ratio income as the credit improves. Now, what's the, like the minimum amount that they'll lend on and what's the maximum amount when it comes to VA loans? Well, there's the minimums typically are determined by the lender. Okay. Um, you know, I would say, you know, I don't know that we have a specific, uh, minimum. So if you want to buy a home for, you know, 75,000, like in our area, I don't know that there are homes for sale, like really under a hundred thousand or no, like, you know, <laughs> so, so, so there's really no worry about a minimum per se, but, um, you know, VA does have options to go to, to very high loan amounts. Okay. Um, you know, there's, there's jumbo products, there's, there's products to, you know, to go really as high as you possibly can. And there's certain, you know, restrictions regarding that, but I know there's different loan options out there where you can really go 
to to pretty high amounts if you're looking to get a, a high price home in Connecticut. Okay. Uh, that's that's good to know. Now, can you use a VA loan uh, for like a multifamily if you're going to be living there? Uh, that's a great question. Yeah, uh, I believe you you can. It's okay. uh, one to four units. I, th- I think obviously uh, FHA is very similar. It's one to four units. You can live there. Okay. Gotcha. Um, but yeah. All right, cool. And um, with with the VA loan, uh, is there any like, because I know like FHA and stuff like that, if you don't put the 20% down, there's, um, you know, PMI and stuff like that. Is there still PMI with the, with the VA loan? So VA is a bit different where there's no like monthly mortgage insurance. There's uh, a funding fee um, and okay. there's like certain brackets on how much that funding fee actually is. And depending on your type of service, there's also uh, different brackets on how much the funding fee is as well. So like if you put 0% down, the funding fee is actually a little bit more than what it would be if you say, if say you put like five to 10% down, or even if you put 10% down, it's even a little bit lower. So the funding fee is, I think it's like three point, or it's like 2.15% of your loan for the first time use. Okay. And if you do, you know, end up selling your home and buying a new home, you would have to um, have a subsequent use funding fee, which is a little bit higher. It's like 3.3, I think off the top of my head. So there's different brackets and then there's different scenarios where the funding fee would change. But um, if you have like a service disability and on your certificate of eligibility, it does uh, confirm that you're exempt. If you, you have an exemption, you, you actually don't, uh, you're exempt from the funding fee essentially where you don't have to pay that funding fee no matter how many times you, you purchase a home refinance or. Oh, interesting. That's or what have you, but, um, but yeah, there's, there's, there's all kinds of different scenarios and where the funding fee can be a certain price or uh, percentage of the loan rather. Gotcha. So I'm starting to get the feeling that VA loans aren't very cookie cutter. It's very specific to the individual person as opposed it to can be. loan projects. Okay. Yeah, it definitely can be. It, it does depend on a lot of different circumstances and type of service and, and if you're a first time home buyer or not. So there's a few things that have to be factored in. All right, cool. Well, you know, I appreciate you taking the time today. I didn't want this to be too long of a call because I know we both have kids that are home and busy and, you know, clients are blowing up my phone right now. And it's like, you know, whenever I sit down to do something, it's like when you get on the phone, the kids know you're talking to somebody. So they have to be as loud as they possibly can. So everybody's been pretty quiet here today. Uh, the benefits, I guess, of working from home or the challenges, I should say. So is there anything else before we wrap this up today that, you know, anybody thinking of getting a, a VA loan, what they need to know, what they should get in order before they contact you or anything like that? Yeah, definitely. Um, just like any loan, like, you know, it's always good to, to monitor your own credit. There's a lot of free services out there, like the credit karmas and the credit sesame, just knowing where your credit is. And again, all lenders have different types of credit requirements, but they're all pretty close. So I would say if you are looking to do a VA loan and you're above 600, um, you know, when you look at your own credit, you know, that, that's step number one. Uh, step number two is if you have some savings, you know, and you think you're financially ready to purchase a home, um, you know, that would be the second thing. And then obviously, if, 
you've had a steady job. You don't have to have been at the same job for two years, which a lot of people, you know, may have heard. Um, but certainly if you've been at your, your recent job for a few months, you know, it's certainly good to, you know, check off all those boxes. And at that point, once you have all those things in line, I would say absolutely fill out a loan application, contact a lender and get started. And that's when you can get your pre-approval process where your lender is going to say, hey, this is how much you're pre-approved for. Um, and if you don't already have an agent, you know, you, you can get connected with an agent at that point and go out and start looking at homes within your pre-approved price range. Um, obviously, there's going to be some collection of documents just to verify a few things, but um, you want to be, you want to know that your pre-approval is solid and, you know, that amount that you're going to go out looking for is, is a comfortable mortgage payment for you moving forward. Because if you're going to make a commitment, most loans are 30 years and, and you want to make sure you can afford that loan. That's some excellent advice. Yeah. I talk to clients all the time about that and, you know, living within their means and, and that sort of thing, just because you're approved for, let's say 350,000 doesn't mean you have to spend 350,000, you know, exactly. so I think that's some real good pieces of advice. Hopefully people take away from this. If anything, that's, that's really important when it comes to, uh, to purchasing your home, you want to make sure that, uh, how do they put it? You're uh, uh, house rich, but cash poor, you know, so you want to make sure that doesn't happen. But, um, sure. you know, Jeff, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day today. I will put all of your contact information in the show notes and description for the people that watch this on, on YouTube. But uh, thanks a lot, man. I do appreciate you uh, coming by and uh, sharing the, the ins and outs of VA loans with us today. Love it, man. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. You're welcome. All right. So that was the interview that I had with Jeff Chilson. Hopefully it answered some questions for you or maybe it just, you know, actually made more questions for you. Either way, whether you have questions or you're looking for more information as how to get started with a VA loan, make sure you reach out to Jeff. All of his contact information is in the show notes. Now, if you're listening to this and you're not in Connecticut, feel free to reach out to us. All of our contact information is there. We can definitely put you in contact with somebody in your area through our network of referrals. So, you know, if you're listening to this and you're on the West Coast, you know, don't fret. We can definitely help you out. All you got to do is reach out to us and we will point you in the direction of somebody in your area. So again, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting this podcast. I hope you like these episodes. If you want to see something different on here or there's a certain topic you want, feel free to just click on our link. It'll bring you to all of our different social media pages and there's a spot to email me. Just give me an email. Let me know, hey, Aaron, I want to see this. More. I shouldn't say see. I'm so used to being on YouTube. Uh, I want to hear this in another podcast or I want you to cover this topic regarding something in Connecticut. So thanks a lot for listening. I will see you on the next episode.